Welcome to Under the Lid, a podcast where we discuss skill development, mental skills, performance, and coaching. I'm Tom Scolle, and I'm the founder of Cricket Mentoring, and my co-hosts are former Australian Test cricketer, now professional coach Chris Bucky Rogers, and Charlie Burke, who has previously been the director of cricket and head coach of Hong Kong, and a coach and talent specialist for Queensland cricket. The three of us are great mates and regularly talk and share ideas about what we're learning to continue to better ourselves. This podcast aims to give you an insight into some of the conversations we have and hopefully answer some questions and issues that we're continually seeing or hearing. So let's get under the lid. G'day legends. I hope you're enjoying this podcast so far. We've had some excellent feedback and really appreciate the people who have taken the time to let us know they're enjoying it. Please continue to share it and recommend it to friends, and we'd love if you can leave a review if it's possible on your listening device. In this episode, we discuss game day mindset and how what you think has a massive impact on how you perform. Something that I've heard a lot of people in our community, and I've seen it firsthand with some of my teammates over the years, is players who are good in the nets but can't transfer their skills into a match. Our minds and thoughts can either help or hinder us, and we explore this in more detail in this episode. So I hope you enjoy it. G'day, boys. G'day, boys. How are we? G'day, guys. I'm enjoying Skulls, that T-shirt of yours. Is that um, Collingwood or where's Wally, mate? Uh, it's actually a bit like a prisoner shirt, and it's the, it's the shirt my wife wore throughout pregnancy, so it's a bit big at the moment. <laughs> <laughs> oh, what are you saying about your missus there, Skulls? <laughs> Yeah, hopefully she doesn't listen to this episode. But welcome back, everybody. Thanks for joining us. Something that a lot of cricketers struggle with is getting themselves right on game day. A lot of people I sort of hear from are very good in the nets but can't transfer that to game day. And it's something that's really important for any cricketer, but especially young cricketers, to get their mind and their emotions right. What are our thoughts on that, lads? Yeah, great topic for us to discuss this evening. Uh, I think one of the biggest things for me is just having really clear routines and I suppose that's what we'll talk about as we as we get into the pod. Yeah, I'm interested to hear that, Berkey. But also, the I think it's such a great topic because everyone goes through this. This is this is one of those big challenges for players. And and I'll never forget Justin Langer. One of the things I I did learn, well, many things I did learn off him. But he talked about perfection in batting, and it wasn't about averaging a hundred every time he went out to bat. It was about going out with the exact same. Um, mindset every time he went out to bat and that was perfection in batting for him that's awesome and I've uh, I've got a JL story to share a little bit later but Berkey back to your sort of thought on routines I think that's incredibly important for any athlete to have and any young player to be consistent needs to have a good routine that they can follow consistently what are some sort of stories or some players you've coached in your experience who have done that well yeah I reckon probably 70 80 percent of the the young cricketers I get coming through ask the same sort of question but a great example would be a young guy I had a couple of years ago Ruben Berger who um, played in the Queensland under 15s Um, young wicketkeeper really talented player a little bit inconsistent um, leading into the national carnival and uh, we certainly noticed that in the state championships and he had all the coaching support behind him, you know, performed really well. But yeah, as I said, consistency was probably his issue. And one of the things that he mentioned quite openly um, to me was a little bit around nerves, but also being a keeper's tough, right? Because often the keepers, depending on what level of cricket you're at, often the keepers have got to go off and catch balls for the coaches or, you know, they're sort of sucked into other preparation that's probably not skill 
specific for them. So one of the things that we talked a lot about, myself and Reuben, was just having really clear routines leading up to a game and, and on match day. Um, you know, so when the other guys are throwing, he might do a little bit of throwing and then he'll move away and actually work with one of the other coaches and go through a really clear routine. I think having a clear routine, um, this prepares you with the confidence to perform well. So when you are under pressure, you tend to trust yourself a lot more for the skills that you have because you're prepared really well. So having that trust in your ability. But Ruben's a great example of that. And fast forward sort of, you know, 12, 18 months later and his game's only going upwards. And I think he's really been able to to manage that. And uh, yeah, I think he's done that well. It's interesting you talk about routine, Berkey, because I, I wonder if a lot of people actually don't know what their routine is. And I think that's probably the issue. You know, they, they probably hear it a lot. Like I've got to go and get myself a routine or, or whatever. But I can tell you from my own personal experience, trying to even get like a, a routine for every ball took me years and years. It's, it's really, really difficult. You know, there'd be times where I'd get out and I'd walk off and I'd think, oh, I just didn't even go through my routine that ball, you know, that, that kind of stuff. And, and, um, and it happened on balls I didn't get out on as well. So, but it's, it's something that when I was a young player, I never really understood that well. And it took time. It, it, it's what is the routine though? You, you, I guess that you kind of, or you Tom are, are, are talking about. So Buck with you, when you say you'd get out and you'd walk off, are you thinking more of a physical routine or a, or a mental routine because I think the very best players sort of have a bit of both. And I've been fascinated with my cricket mentoring podcast when I've had the opportunity to speak to some very, very good players. They often talk about their physical routine and a lot of them don't seem to have a mental routine. Yeah, it's, that's another really good point. If you ask, I bet you, if, if any of the listeners, well, most of the listeners, if they actually thought about their routine, I bet it's a bit like, okay, I put my right foot there, I put my left foot there, I, I like tap my bat twice and then, you know, I look up kind of thing. And there's actually nothing to do with their mental state. It's not like, okay, get them in, uh, into like a, an external cue about, you know, the ball or, or whatever it, where, wherever you want to hit the ball or whatever you want to do kind of thing. So it's a really, it's a really grey area because because sometimes going through those um, physical routines gives you a little bit of focus with your, your the mental side. But equally, I wonder how many people are, or players are actually thinking. Okay, well, what am I trying to think every ball? What's the kind of mindset I want to be in in every ball? Because that's the probably that's the thing you probably want to get most consistent. I'd say. Yeah, I, I agree completely. I think that when I've played at my best, I've been able to focus my thoughts down to one thing, sort of. Um, and that was, you and I have had a lot of conversations about this, Buck. And I used to, and I still do when I'm playing well. And I often, like you say, I walk off and go, oh, I didn't sort of think about it. But when I say to myself, game on, sort of switches me on. And then I say, win this ball, win this ball. That's more, That's my most important part of my routine. As the bowler's running in and about to let go of the ball, I'm trying to tell myself, win this ball, rather than, okay, my hands are there, my head's there. I, I go through that sort of stuff beforehand. And then it sort of, and what I, when I work with my athletes now, I sort of encourage them to go through a physical routine and set themselves up. And then as the ball is running in, I think you've got to then narrow your thoughts and try and move into a mental routine so you can make the best decision to that ball. 
which is external, really. And I'll get onto that. But Burke, yeah, yeah, I just no, I, I think you absolutely hit the nail on the head there. And I reckon two sports that I look at from a, a cricket context is golf, more the mental side of it. It's long. You have periods where it's frustrating, all those sorts of things. And then tennis as well. There's a lot of physical attributes that are quite similar in particularly batting with your tennis. So your golf and your, and your tennis, it's interesting how you look at those top athletes in both those sports. They have real clear routines, don't they? I mean, you, people are probably thinking in the back of their minds now, Federer and those sorts of guys. Like They set up the same. They, they go through routines. And, and like Bucky was saying as well, it's, it's a physical side that they're doing, but it's also a trigger, isn't it? It's a mental trigger. So it's that, that switch to actually turn you on mentally to go, yep, I'm ready for this contest. I'm ready for this ball. I'm clear about what I need to do. Yeah, you, you have to... Well, you don't have to, but it's probably better if you have some consistency because if you're not consistent with your thoughts and your processes, then trying to get your consistency with your batting is going to be really difficult um, or any skill, really. Funnily enough, I think I shared a, a webinar with you two guys. I'm not sure if you got around to listening to it yet, but there was a really interesting study they did in, in baseball, which is another one of these these sports of Berkey, I think, along with, with tennis and, and golf and cricket. But they tested three groups. They tested kind of the novices and they tested a group of athletes who were coming back from, or baseballs, were coming back from knee surgery and then the experts as well. And then they, every time when they were about, when they were swinging to hit a ball, they'd kind of like ring a bell. And at that moment, you had to try and kind of pinpoint where, um, where something was in, in your swing. Like the, and, but the, the results were the ones with the knee injuries like a high percentage of them knew exactly where their knee was when that bell went. The novices, you know, that they actually knew where things were like, where was their, their hands, where was their, their shoulder or something like that. But the ones, the experts, the ones who were, you know, they didn't know that the only thing they were good at is knowing where the ball was, which is really interesting when you think about, you know, you hear people say, watch the ball, watch the ball. And it's, it's, it's not that you're not looking at the ball. I mean, I'm, you know, I've played for 20 years. I was never not watching the ball. It was just having that cue, that external cue, not thinking about your body or what you're doing in that kind of technical space, but actually just getting into the contest. So what you're saying, Skulls, win the contest. My thing was um, let the ball come in because I wanted the ball to come in under my eyes. But it was more about the contest with, with the ball rather than what you're doing internally. hope that made sense. Yeah, absolutely. A question I'm going to throw at you too and put you on the spot a bit. Can you train for this? I mean, cricket's quite unique because what we do in the middle versus what we do on during the week at training can be quite different. Um, we're training in nets. There's a lot of activity going on. You know, we don't have a field to necessarily bat to, different surfaces, all sorts of things. Um, can you practice the mental side of your game in the nets? And if that's a yes, how do you do it? I just want to take a quick break to let you know about our brand new online program that we've just released at Cricket Mentoring. Behind the Grill with Josh Philippi is an amazing insight into one of the most exciting young cricketers in the world right now. If you've ever wanted to get inside the mind and game of an elite player to see how they go about things, then this is your opportunity. Philippi has been tipped by Shane Warne and Steve Smith as the next big thing in Australian cricket. And in this seven part video series, he shares everything about his game, including his technique, game plans, mindset, preparation, and a whole lot more. Head to cricketmentoring.com and click on the online programs tab in the menu 
to purchase this program and start learning how the best in the world go about their game. Now back to this episode. Yes, absolutely. This is one of those things that with the, when you're in the nets, it's really interesting because you just, you're just fast forwarding everything, aren't you? You just, you, you hit the ball, you, you go and you pick it up and you throw it back and you go back and you stand and you, go, and you don't go through any kind of routine, do you? So one of the things I've probably asked a lot of the, the players I've worked with who have found it hard to get into that consistent mental state is almost just kind of mark a, an X, you know, like a, a metre away from the stumps, kind of wherever, towards fine leg, wherever. And after every ball, just walk towards that, that mark, use that time to process what happened, then get to that mark, switch off, think about anything. Think about what you had dinner last night, you know, what movie you're going to watch, whatever. And then turn around and go, okay, now I'm going to go through my routine. And, and a lot of guys won't know what their routine is yet, but that's just to keep, um, keep experimenting with. But then getting to this kind of circle of going through those triggers, cues, routines, whatever you want to, want to call it. Yeah, I, I agree. And, and Berkey, great question. And I sort of try and work with my young athletes where we maybe we break it up into learning zone. And then um, they, and this is something we might expand on in another, another podcast. But learning zone is where we're all about trying new things and focusing on technique and we're focusing on body parts. And performance zone where I'm trying to, I've got a bucket of balls right next to me and I could throw a ball every six seconds, but I'm actually trying to really slow everything down, make the batter step away, relax, switch off and have sort of, I call it, I've sort of come up with these three R's. You reflect, then you relax and then you refocus and try and try and make it as close to a game in sort of the time scenario and then being able to just reflect quickly, learn manage themselves, relax, look around and then get back into the zone. And obviously there's no, a lot, there's no real similarities. If you're in the net, like you say, all those things are different and there's no pressure, but I feel like if they're able to sort of practice that process, they're holding themselves in better stead to be able to do it in a game than if they're not practicing that. Yeah. I like that. The three R's are, are excellent. It's going through because you're, your brain's a muscle too, isn't it? It's like lifting weights. You know, you can't do it forever. You do arm curls, your biceps going to give out after a while. So your brain's exactly the same. So you actually have to give it some rest time. Um, and uh, that's where stepping away and just kind of switching off. Think about anything, like look at a tree or whatever. But if, you're, if your brain is working overtime the whole time, I guarantee you, you'll bat for about 30 minutes. So I just want to like... Uh, talk about that that Justin Langer thing because I know you had a, a good story Skulls. Yeah well I, I've sort of got a couple of jail stories that go sort of hand in hand and um, I was fortunate to coach the Northern Territory under 19s um, at the National Carnival in Perth in December and you were over here in Perth as in your role with Cricket Australia and um, as it turned out your Cricket Australia team and my NT team were the only two sides that went to the Wacker on the day the Australians were training and invited everyone and you um, pulled JL aside. Obviously, you played with him a fair bit, know him quite well, and you pulled him aside. And, and for myself and the young cricketers that were there, it was a really fascinating insight into JL. And, and one of the main things he sort of left with the group, and this comes back to your point at the very start, Berkey, one of the main things he left with the group was, I bet none of you know your routine. I bet none of you can describe to me in great detail your routine, what you do. Whereas on game day... 
this is what I do. I have um, a half a glass of water, not too much, not too little. I have exactly the right amount of water. I have two bits of juicy fruit, not PK, but, and he was being very sort of theatrical with it and, and sort of telling them a great story. But he was so particular with his routine on game day. And that brings me to the next story is on game day, I heard this a while ago and I've shared this story with a lot of young athletes I've, I've coached and mentored is Matthew Hayden and JL, um, two of Australia, well, Australia's finest opening partnership of the modern era and two great mates. They'd go out and they'd face the same bowlers. They'd go out and they'd go to the same battle, yet they'd prepare themselves completely differently. From what I know, JL would turn the music up and dance around and try and get his energy levels up and his heart rate up. Whereas Hayden would sit there with a towel over his head, shut his eyes and almost meditate and try and get his heart rate down. The bell would go off, they'd punch gloves and they'd walk out together. So for me, performing at your best on game day is really about understanding yourself and then getting yourself into the right mental, emotional and physical state so that you can go out and play at your best. Yeah, I batted with JL a few times. He was always fascinating because I was in that scenario. I was more like Matthew Hayden. Like I would... The music I was listening to when I had my headphones on was kind of Coldplay or Snow Patrol or something. And I was trying to slow everything down. I wouldn't have any coffee in the morning, any kind of uppers or, you know, things that will get my heart rate going. I know Dean Jones talked about not having any sugar because he just wanted to be level, you know, wanted to be calm and composed. And, and one of the, one of the, the moments I remember with, with Langer opening with Langer was we played against a full strength New South Wales. They got 500. Michael Slater got 200. And we went out the bat. We got bowled out for 100 on a flat wicket. And Jay Hall, captain, him and I, I think we both got ducks, but he, we, he gave us the mightiest spray and just kept talking about fight, fight, fight. So I went out, okay, I'm going to fight so hard. And he faced the first ball and he hit, um, Nathan Bracken over his head, one bounce before. I was like, that's, that's a different version of fighting than, than I have. I didn't score for the first 20 balls and Mark Wall was sledging me and, you know, all that kind of stuff. Um, but I actually did quite well in, in, in the game, in the, in the innings. And, and I'll never forget that. I thought, okay, this is how I've got to be for every innings. I've got to get myself so worked up into, into this fight mode. That lasted about three innings and I realised I couldn't do that. I couldn't bat like that. So... In the end, I worked out the best way for me to be was to be calm and composed and le- yeah, level, that kind of stuff. So I think the, the listeners, is just you go and experiment with what works in here. If you, if you want to drink a can of Red Bull like Michael Clark did before he batted, then go for it. But if you, if you don't like that feeling when you're out there, then keep away and, and, and try and understand little things like that. What's the music you listen to? How do you get yourself into the right, the right state? Because the other thing that I probably learned early on was what does it feel like when you're on a hundred not out? What does that feel like? Cause you're in the zone, you're doing it easy. Why can't you go out the bat thinking like you're on a hundred not out? Why not? And that was, that probably lasted me throughout my whole career. Why couldn't I do that? And, and yeah, that, that helped to just calm me down. But can't you on a hundred not out at the moment as we speak? <laughs> <laughs> you're only as good as your last game, aren't you? Yes, uh, my last ball, I, I hit a single to raise the bat, mate. That was it. I declared I was captain. So, yes, thanks yeah, for bringing well, that up, Rick. Langer's last first-class innings was 64 out. So, there you go. You're well ahead of him, mate. <laughs> <laughs> and for Funny. all of our listeners, Buck reminded us of that story a few days ago. So, it was fresh in our memories. 
Mate, you only tell stories of the games you got hundreds in, by the way. That's that's the other rule. <laughs> that's why I never talk. <laughs> yeah, and my my uh, my stories are few and far between of recent use, that's for sure. But um yeah, that's all very, very good information and hopefully uh, our listeners have taken a lot out of that. I know I have. And I think it, uh, it's something that you mentioned at some point, Berkey, was about trusting yourself. And I think you've really got to, if you've put in the work during the week and, and in your lead up, however long that is, if you're playing first class cricket, it might only be a few days. If you're playing club cricket and you've got six days to sort of prepare yourself from the previous game, I think if you've put in the work and you've, done, you've got the volume in and you've, you've planned well, then on game day, it's really about trusting yourself. There's not a whole lot you can control except yourself and just trying to be the best you can be, react to the ball if you're batting or stand at the top of your mark and execute your skill as best you can. And if it doesn't work out, like we always say, you learn, you grow, you, you go away and you keep working hard at it. That's so important. And being true to yourself, I think you had another story, Skulls, about a player who went out and, and played the opposite of who they actually are. You had a, had a story about that. Yeah, you see it all the time. And, and yeah, Jake Weatherall, who I spoke to on the podcast, my other podcast recently, he said, and he's 25 years old, he's, he's scored a big bash final hundred, he's scored numerous Sheffield Shield hundreds. And he said on my other podcast that, it's only really last year that he started to understand how to play consistently well at, in his game because he sort of is an attacking player and an opening batsman is an attacking player. He sometimes gets out early and it, it looks bad. It's bad for the team. He gets some bad sort of feedback and he thinks, okay, I've got to be something different. So it's really about, yeah, evolving and learning and constantly trying to work out how you, what's your best sort of game look like and how can you stick to that consistently? And it's, it's a really tough thing for young players, but I think we can we can probably get into that in another episode in more detail. Yeah, but on that, it's because when he does do well, Jake, people love him too, isn't it? So it's being true. What kind of player are you? Are you an aggressive player? Then be consistent with, you know, you just up and down your risk a little bit, manage your risk a little bit. If it's tough, but if it's flat, go for it. But if you're a defensive player, then, then keep to that, you know, keep to those strengths as well. And I think that's going to help you understand how to be consistent in your mindset as well absolutely well i i think there's been a whole lot there and hopefully everyone's taken something out of that any final thoughts before we wrap up boys oh i think i'll just go back to just be really clear about your routines and if you're not sure about them try different things um i was fascinated to hear you to talk about training and how you can actually replicate you know routines and your mental approach in the nets because i think one of the hardest challenges for any cricketer young or old is actually trying to replicate the middle in the nets because it is so hard and it is so different but mentally if you can get there and you can try ways to do it then I think you're on the right track I I think we've scratched the surface of this topic there's just so much to to talk about isn't there so probably but Berkey just keep experimenting keep trying to find what works for you and then when it does work see see if you can do it for the next few weeks and see yeah okay this is this is what I like. This is what I'm gonna I'm gonna settle on. If it doesn't, try something else. Keep keep experimenting until the answer will become clearer and clearer. Yeah, absolutely. Wonderful points. And for me, I think yeah. Finally, I'll do my summary uh, after this. But for me, it's self awareness, learning from like you say, learning about what works and what doesn't, and trying new things. So, boys, a pleasure as always. Um, I look forward to doing this all again very soon. Good on you guys. Your only well is your last innings, boys. Just remember that. <laughs> Well, legends, I hope you took something out of this episode. As Buck said at the end, I think we've only just scratched the surface on this topic and we'll go deeper into some of the points we've discussed in future episodes. 
This is a really personal topic for me, as I didn't understand these sorts of things until I was in my mid-twenties and my professional career had ended. While it was too late as a cricketer, the reason I started Cricket Mentoring and am publishing lots of content, like this podcast, is to help aspiring cricketers who are just like me when I was younger understand what it takes to master themselves and their craft so that they can reach their full potential. I'm passionate about helping others learn the things I wish I knew earlier, and as I've shared before, I love learning and I'm constantly learning from Buck and Berkey, and this episode was no different. Here's the five key things that I took out of that conversation. One, I love Buck's story about Justin Langer's idea of batting perfection and how it had nothing to do with the result. I'm a big believer in focusing on the process, not the result, and this just reinforces that yet again. Two, routines bring confidence and trust in yourself and your game. I loved how Berkey shared examples of both the young wicketkeeper and how he created some consistent routines in his game and his results improved, and also how important routines are in other sports like tennis, golf, and baseball, and how if you look closely, the top athletes in all those sports have extremely consistent routines each and every time they perform their skill. Three, There is a difference between having mental and physical routines. I'm a big believer that a lot of the very top athletes will have some sort of mental routine or process that focuses their thoughts and attention into the next ball. And usually it's an external cue rather than something internal, which is something that we will expand on in another episode soon. Four, the mental side of your game can be practiced or developed. As Berkey said, in cricket, our training environment is so different to a game but that doesn't mean we can't develop our mental routines or processes. I've heard Buck talk before about marking across on the ground and using it as a spot to go in between balls, which is a great idea. Or you might also want to try my three R's, reflect, relax, refocus, to get your mind back into the next ball. Both techniques can most definitely be practiced in the training environment, but either way, if you want to work on your mental process, aim to slow your sessions down and make them a little bit more like a match. And five, As Buck said, a lot of people won't know what their routine is yet, but you've got to keep experimenting with it. Keep experimenting until the answer becomes clearer and clearer, and when something seems to work, try and continue doing it for a while to see if it sticks. What were the main things you took out of this episode? I think reflecting on your learnings is such a great way to deepen the learning and really understand the content that was shared. That's it for today's episode. If you enjoyed it, we'd absolutely love it if you can share it with some friends or teammates or whoever you think might also enjoy it. Share it in a WhatsApp group, on Facebook, your Instagram story, or just send someone the link. We want this podcast to give as much value as it can, so we'd love to hear your feedback. What did you find interesting or learn from this show? We also want to hear what topics you'd like us to discuss in future episodes. So send me a message via the Cricket Mentoring social media channels, and we'll start shouting out the people who suggested the topics we're discussing. We look forward to bringing you another episode soon. Until then, stay safe, work hard, and always try to learn and be better than you were yesterday. And most importantly, smile and enjoy the process. Shop boy. Talk soon, legends.